0: aunts and uncles, anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about estate planning essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don.
1: And my name is Don Crawford, Jr., the owner of KAAM Radio and co-host of this estate planning essentials or strategies or complications program, honestly, seeking to protect your family, your assets, and you. And I'm sitting with my partner, my co-host, my family, my family, my family, yeah, your family, and my friend. Michael M. Cohen. Hello, Michael. Now, Don, you know my middle initial is B. He's so always t- ready to say something else, and then when I throw in a middle initial, it throws you off. But you're always ready to go. Well, I- I'm just trying to think. Is I- I'm hoping I'm not sure what the M stands for. Give it a shot. Well, let's see. I'm going to guess it's going to be about myths. Very good. It's not for Michael Irvin, uh, even though the Cowboys are about to get in action. Did you see that they – I don't want to talk about politics – what they did the other day with Rifle Coffee or something like that? Yeah, I did see that. They're funny. Jerry Jones is a funny guy. Um, But yes, this is about myths. And you even said the word, I didn't even hear what you said at first because we don't talk about myths very often, but today you want to address them in this program. We've got about 25 minutes to do it, where there are eight major myths about wills after someone dies that you want to arrest people's thinking of.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people, I remember even one time having dinner with, a, we went out with another couple and um, the husband who is an attorney also he said what is probate what's probate okay. I don't know what probate is I don't remember I don't maybe we talked about it in law school but I don't remember what it is so since many people don't even in attorneys sometimes don't know what probate is mm-hmm. uh, there's so much confusion and and it varies from state to state uh, I thought I'd go over some of the different issues so okay. the first myth is if you have a will, The court must always approve the will through probate. Do you
1: always have to probate a will if you have a will?
2: Got it. Well, Um, you've learned,
1: or I've learned, and you've taught me that the one word I go to, I like to use acronyms to remember things or one words, and probate, and I think you told me it was somewhat right, was verification. Yeah, you have to, not only do you have, the court has to say that the
2: will's good. okay. Good. The will is good. Okay, that the will is good, and then it gives some authority to uh, an executor, usually to you know transfer
1: assets and to pay debts. So the, as Lee Corso would say, "Not so fast, my friend." The judge has to decide that this is legitimate.
2: Right, okay. right. But do you always have to probate a will?
0: Oh.
2: You have a will, but do I, do I need to probate? This is a common question uh, that we get, uh, and so let's go over some of the circumstances where you may not have to probate a will. Great. All right, so sometimes people have uh, bank accounts that say joint with right of survivorship. If you have a bank account that says joint with right of survivorship, so this is done by the signature card at the bank, then it just goes to the survivor. So let's say either you with a spouse or you with a child or somebody else. So remember on last week's show, we talked about – You know, we talked about, oh, 10 different uh, rights, I think it was, regarding that could be lost on same-sex marriages even. Mm -hmm. And they, uh, you know, under law, uh, it wouldn't go to a, if they're not married, it wouldn't go to a spouse. But how could you supersede it? Well, if they're not married, if you had a joint account with Rye Survivorship, that asset would go to the survivor. Okay? Um, So that depends on the signature card at the bank, trumps a will now you might not always want there's lots of different problems with this and we'll go over that in just a minute okay so and similarly if you had a bank account that wasn't joint so that the person wasn't a joint owner but you just wanted to go to them after they died after you died so you could have a pod paid on death account, or if it's an investment co- uh, account, it's called usually a TOD, transfer on death, or sometimes bank accounts have interest for, uh, and so uh, besides having, and there's actually, you know, this POD is actually called, it. some people call it uh, Totten Trust, a, it's almost like a trust for the benefit of the beneficiary. Okay. Uh, so again, the signature card at the bank trumps the will. Uh, Sometimes you have beneficiary designations. So let's say you had a life insurance policy, and it was paid to whomever it is that you wanted to go to. If I had a will that said everything to my uh, wife, but my life insurance policy says it all goes to my children, well, that policy would go to my children. Mm. The life insurance policy beneficiary designation trumps the will. Similarly, if you had an IRA or an annuity, a beneficiary designation trumps the will. Um, Sometimes people have a trust. If you have a trust and the assets are titled in the name of the trust to avoid probate, then that would also avoid probate. I mean, if they're, if they're titled in the name of the trust, it would avoid probating of the will. The problem is if people don't retitle assets into the name of the trust. Now, there's lots of different benefits of doing this, by the way. You know, a lot of people say, oh, gee, if I just have beneficiary designations or joint with RISE survivorship or paid on death, etc., cetera, oh, I don't what's the need for probating of a will. Well, there's lots of different reasons, because there's lots of different – how do you know that that person really will survive? And you may have – if you didn't have a will, well then, gee, uh, uh, you're going to have to have an heirship determination. Uh, I'm not going to go through all the different difficulties of an heirship determination, but we just had one this last week that lasted two years. Oh, my. Because of different issues. Uh, So do you care about your family? Do you love your family? Do you want to make it easier for your family?
1: Uh, Anyway, uh, don't get me started, as they say. Yeah, no, that will get you going, because you are quite the family man. I was going to ask you, speaking of family, the article I sent you, speaking of articles about um, John Paulson, and he had those secret wills. Yeah, secret trust. Uh, Secret trust, I mean, excuse me, a secret web of trust, as they called it. Why would he do that, and is he going to get away with that, do you think? Well, I don't know that he,
2: you know, you can't necessarily defraud... Uh, different people. He was trying to. He knew he was going to be getting divorced, and so he had a uh, web of trust to try to, uh, for lack of better words, uh,
1: well, siphon the
2: assets. Is siphon, what I think I read. Yeah, siphon the special ad. trusts. Right, right, right. Well, I don't <laughs> want to get into him, but the the bottom line is a lot of times people pl- plan to do things that may not be. You know, when they do different things, sometimes. You got to realize, uh, are you? Are, is there fraud uh, on whomever it is? Uh, so, but anyway, uh, you you want to try to to. Do, so things can always be challenged. Sure. Even if I had a, uh, let's say I had a bank account and I opened it up in the name. Let's say I had limited capacity and I said, oh, that caregiver put it in, it said paid on death to caregiver, and you're older. Well. Although it goes outside of will, still you could say that something happened here that we could try to get the money back because of lack of capacity usually or undue influence. Maybe it's duress. So there's different ways that people could do, even if they did uh, anything. So I think that the action of... Mr. whatever his name was, could have been, um, will at least be reviews, put it that way. Yeah, you know. for sure. Um, similarly, you didn't, let's say you had um, real estate, real estate. If you had, let's say with your husband and wife, and um, and you, were, you had two children mm-hmm. together, uh, and there were no debts, a lot of time, and that was the only asset, and that everything else was joint with right survivorship, or paid on death, or one of these other beneficiary designations. Am I still going to have to probate the will regarding the uh, real estate? Let's say you had a home. Well, a lot of times they'll let you do what's called an affidavit of heirship, like an heir, Mm -hmm. like a H-E-I-R. Okay. Um, Because under laws of intestacy, the spouse would get it anyway. So sometimes you could do that as opposed to probate if there are no debts owed by the estate and if it would follow the laws of intestacy get into an issue about that which we'll talk about in just a second and then finally as far as real estate it let's say it wasn't even a home Uh, let's say you had some other property and you wanted to go to whomever it may be maybe it's a child or maybe somebody else there's a couple different types of deeds Uh, we've talked about on prior shows uh, ladybird deeds, a deed with reservation of life estate. Mm-hmm. We've talked about transfer on death deeds. I had another somebody called me from a another law office the other day and thought that a transfer on death deed was the same thing as a ladybird deed. It's not. Right. Uh, I think we talked about somewhere in our one of our June shows. Uh, I think we talked about 12 reasons why there's problems with transfer on death deeds. Although if we ever get a chance, I'll maybe tell you a success story on when the transfer on death deed was used that I've never used it before. We'll see if we we have time on another show. But uh, basically there's different types of deeds that say upon my death, the property goes to whomever. And so that would avoid probate too so mm-hmm. say oh gee that's the only thing i have is real estate i'd like it to go to so and so by the way um, you would pro- what we do even in those situations um, we have a will and if, we, if the client will allow us to do that because what happens if that person uh, the beneficiary died Uh, and we we still wanted things to go a certain way, we might mention the deed in the will to say, hey, my intention is this, and it's going to go outside of probate, but if it doesn't, this is what I want to have happen. See, mm-hmm. so anyway, um, there's lots of different reasons you shouldn't do these different types. I, I'm talking about these beneficiary designations. Okay. Uh, I'm not recommending that, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you that there are ways to avoid probate. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because a lot of times there's bad things happen to the individuals. Right. People, most people think about the ways things are right now, mm-hmm. but guess what? There's COVID people don't think about COVID. People don't think about disability. People Mm -hmm. don't think about creditor issues. They don't think about estrangement. They don't think about uh, that somebody has a marital issue. They don't think about alls. Their their child might become a spendthrift. Uh, There's so many different things that uh, it's not just passing assets Mm -hmm. after death. People Mm -hmm. seem to focus on that. Mm -hmm. It's the problem Mm -hmm. is what's Who are you passing to? Is there going to be something that happens to them?
1: And and so we have to plan Mm -hmm. uh, for the bad things. Mm -hmm. Or something that happens that changes your mind. About who's going to inherit yeah. what? Right,
2: right. Now, the good thing on the transfer on death deeds, and even on a ladybird deed, the deed with reservation of life estate, that's enhanced. You could change your mind as long as you have mental capacity. Right. You could do a, uh, you could cancel a transfer on death mm-hmm. deed, or you could do a new ladybird deed, or you could even sell the property, uh, so you could still change your mind if you have mental capacity. Right. Uh, but uh, you know, so there could be things that could occur. Uh, but you still want to be able to plan for the bad things that could occur for that individual, it's better to have that in a will or a trust as opposed to relying upon things, the world being perfect. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I don't know about – the p-word perfect, but I know about the p-word protector, and that's what you are. You're here to protect. You protected me. I have a beneficiary designation set up with Sarah so that when I pass, thanks to you and your expertise, that no matter what happens, she's going to inherit our home, and she's also going to inherit the life insurance because those are both trumped by any Will or estate plan, is that correct? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm, that's what mm-hmm. you said. So that's yeah. Yeah. Yep. So why I did it. And I want to make sure no matter what happens, no one can come knocking and make a claim against what is rightfully hers.
2: Yeah, I mean, but, so every situation is different. We mm-hmm. have to look at the facts. And so it's not – I don't want people to say, oh, just because we can do a beneficiary designation, that's what we should do. Right. Because really, uh, a lot of times that's not the case, but sometimes it is the right. case. And so um, – What you have to do is look at all the different options and then see what fits the best. There's tools in the toolbox, as
1: they say, Mm -hmm. and you see which tool fits in that particular situation. And that's the scary part. There's so many out there who use the same tool for everybody, um, like those online services, for lack of a better word, uh, legal fill-in-the-blank and other things like that where, oh, just fill this out. And it's not tailored. It's not current. uh, It's not for that particular state, et cetera, et cetera, and sometimes they do well for some people, but I resent them quite often between you and me, Michael, and this is just me talking, because sometimes it really puts people in a terribly legal bind.
2: Yeah, let's say that you even had a will, it was a simple will, it said all to either spouse or children, and let's say that one of those uh, beneficiaries, whoever it was, uh, was disabled. And they meet there on public benefits now you not only you've now in your goal to have it go to that child you've actually lost the public benefit or spouse or whoever potentially costing hundreds of thousands of dollars we mm-hmm. had somebody this last week uh, they have a guardianship they really need this care at somebody's they're at like one of these work-type places where um, to be with similar people that have some sort of disability, it's really good for that child. And somebody, an uh, aunt or an uncle, wanted to do something nice, and so they named him as a beneficiary. Now, if it's in a will, technically under law, in Texas law, you could actually revise the will mm-hmm. uh, after somebody dies to have a special needs trust. I was helping another attorney uh, create one of these this last week, Uh, because they had a client that was disabled and they would lose their public benefits. But if it was a beneficiary designation, I can't, it's not a will. I can't revise it. Mm-hmm. And now that loses their public benefit. And so now we're going to have to go through different things like a court-created uh, special needs trust uh, because of uh, the rules uh, to not lose the public benefits. And this is hundreds of thousands. And so now the government's going to be a beneficiary after death to the extent that Medicaid benefits have advanced. All sorts of different things. And who would have thought that? They were just doing a, a good deed, right? They wanted to take care of somebody, and
1: mm-hmm. but they just didn't know what they were doing. Right. What I know is that you just said good deed. No good deed goes unpunished sometimes or too often. And that's very sad, that story. But hopefully... you you will, I know you will pull the right lever and fix this for this person.
2: Yeah, we, all we could do at this point, because you can't it wasn't done by a will, is we'll create a special needs trust okay. uh, for the person if they're under sixty-five, which they are in this case, Good. and then we so then it won't count and they get continue to get their valuable public benefits. However, the government will be a remainder beneficiary to the extent that Medicaid benefits hadn't been advanced. So if there had been prior planning prior planning then uh, then that would have not occurred. So the problem is with these beneficiary designations, even if you have the best of intentions, things could bad, bad things could happen to whomever that beneficiary may be, whether it's disability or becoming an addiction, or it could be that they've commingled things with a spouse that now they get divorced, or it could be, you know, all sorts of different types of things. So it's not usually recommended. However, it does avoid probate. Sure.
1: The good news is your addiction is the law and protecting these people which I love and really appreciate it and tell us about some other myths about wills after someone dies Um, okay
2: so number two let's say you are married and the only asset was your home but let's say the husband dies and he has a child from a prior marriage can I do the affidavit of heirship or does it just go to me the surviving spouse well it would be shared if you didn't have a will Let's say the will said everything to my spouse. Well, if you didn't have a will, then it would, under Texas law, and it depends on if it was separate or community property, under Texas law, the surviving spouse would be basically partners with his children. So you would have to probate the will. So when I talked earlier about an affidavit of heirship uh, where the surviving spouse might get the asset if it was community property, well, it, yeah, it depends again about separate property, community property, etc. But if there's children from a different marriage under Texas law, the property and it depends on if it's real estate or personal property. Real estate, of course, we know what that is. Personal properties, things like other assets, like let's say cash assets, artwork, or, guns, yeah, whatever. whatever, couches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So on on that. Um, uh, it wouldn't the affidavit of heirship. Well, it would pass, but now you're partners with his children, you know, and so uh, that may not be desirable. Right. So uh, <laughs> it often isn't, especially when it's a second marriage. And so you would need to probate the will again, so you get the court's approval that the will is good, so that the tr- property can be transferred, uh, the husband's interest in the property from the husband's state to the wife
1: okay fair enough
2: all right myth number three the only reason for probate is to transfer title to assets that's what most people think i got to transfer this stock from uh, my husband's estate to the wife no Uh, but no there's also rights of creditors if you owe money the obligation of the executor is to first pay off the bills, right? Yeah. So uh, you just don't get away scot free. Oh, I died, so I don't have any debts. No, it doesn't work that way. And if the executor doesn't pay off those bills or set, make some sort of settlement, then they could be held personally liable. Personally, is that personally right? liable. Wow. Yeah. So be careful before you make that final distribution of the <laughs> estate. <laughs> right. So even when you after you probate a will. You're supposed to put a notice in the a local newspaper to mm-hmm. say hey we're probating the will if any got any creditors out there sometimes you write letters to all the different creditors sure. and say hey we got do you, you want to make a claim there's actually a claim process in mm-hmm. the courts so it's a, and, a, and a deadline, I would imagine, yeah, statute mm-hmm. of limitation, for lack of a better phrase. Well, there's different rules. And if you give um, a certain notice by letter, then they may, instead of having, let's say, a four-year statute of limitations, it may be a four-month one. Okay. And so there's different things you could do through going through the probate process that most people probably are not aware of.
1: Mm-hmm. I can so, imagine. I Haven't I read sometimes, Michael, that probate can go on for 5, 10, 15 years? Well, remember, we talked about the James Brown right? You know,
2: I'm sure his ears did not feel good. Right. You know, <laughs> don't sing that. Just he, say he, it. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I, I'll I'll, go, I'll stick to my legal career. Good. Uh, the uh, remember that thing's gone on for 25 years. Oh my gosh. 20. Oh no. Well, it's been a while since he died, and so there have been there has been gone to the which one appeal after another. And very, you know
1: the winners of that. Yeah, really. He's really, the attorneys. No one That's else wins. A, yeah. But you yeah. get stubborn, and pride, ego, all those things that get in the way, and then there never is a settlement.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's funny how, unfortunately, money
1: brings out the worst in a lot of different it people. Does. Just settle and move on. And one thing you should not settle on is attending Michael's next workshop, which is Thursday, August the 18th at 10 o'clock. It's in person. It's no longer online. And Michael, tell the world about those great estate planning essential workshops.
2: Well, we ask people what they want to know. And for, we say, okay, what do you want to know? And so I write them on a board and I say, okay, we'll answer those questions and we'll have a presentation and we. You learn about probate. It may be learning about wills. You may be learning about trust. Maybe learning about Medicaid. I never know what questions that people ask, and mm-hmm. we've been doing these workshops for ten years, and never there's never been the exact same workshop sure. because we never know what the questions are going to be. Right. And so we answer your questions. It's no, it's free. It's no obligation. Uh, if you are in, interested in attending this free estate planning essentials workshop, all you have to do is sign up online at Dallas Elder lawyer.com That's Dallas Elder lawyer.com Our call two one four seven two zero zero one zero two. That's two one four seven two zero zero one zero two. And I think you're going to learn something. You'll see that the time, which is going to be two hours, this one's going to be on, at ten o'clock in the morning. Uh, is all you have to do is you'll is is call that number, and you'll see that the two hours fly by, and you'll have fun along the way.
1: And what you'll also learn is that then you'll want another meeting with Michael, which is private, which is free, which is a vision meeting, which allows you to more openly and freely, pardon the the word, again. Ask questions, present, Michael, your situation, your circumstances, and let Michael take a much deeper dive.
2: Yeah, that's free, but only if you go to the free estate planning essentials workshop. So you get three free hours on legal education to answer your questions
1: without obligation. Good, do that. Um, Michael, a few more myths about wills after someone dies. we got about uh, three minutes left.
2: Okay. Um, the executor of the will can sell the property and transfer the assets without probate. No, you have to get the authority of the court. So just because you're named as executor, you have to be – you know, the court has to approve it. Some people don't qualify. If you're a felon or if you're not a U.S. resident mm-hmm. or if you commit a crime of moral turpitude wow. or if you're not uh, – uh, you know, so if you're adjudicated as incompetent, so you have to qualify. Or if you physically cannot act, hmm. you have to be appointed as executor. The court has to see that you're qualified to serve as an executor. Okay. Uh, probate applications must be filed immediately, is another myth. No, technically, you have four years under Texas law. Is that right? Not long. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But you want to get things settled sure. generally. So, technically, and sometimes you could even probate after four years. Uh, it, but only is what they call a minimum of title" if there are no debts. So that's okay, state law. Texas laws for this is Texas, okay. Texas law. Probate hearings always have to be in person at the courthouse. Well, it depends on the court. Under the, after the pandemic, sometimes there are some courts required in person. Tarrant County, anyway, Denton County, in, in Dallas, it could be sometimes by Zoom, sometimes by phone, sometimes in person. It's so now an option, I guess. It's now an option depending on which court. Right. So every and which court state, should,
1: I guess, or well, that know.
2: I'm only talking about Texas because okay. I'm only licensed in Texas. Okay. Um, an executor cannot be a beneficiary is another myth. Usually that's actually a beneficiary is often the executor as well. Is that right? So if you name your spouse as the uh, beneficiary, they could also be the executor. So it's not unusual. I'll go over one other one real quickly. Okay. An executor doesn't have to have give a beneficiary a copy of the will. Under Texas law, you are supposed to give a copy or, uh, of the will, or they could waive notice and say they've received a copy of the will. So an executor does have a duty to notify or give a copy of the will. To it didn't used to be that way, by the way. I think it was about 2008 when they changed the law. It used to be only uh, if you were now if you're a if 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 the person had less than two thousand uh, dollars and they're a beneficiary, then I guess you wouldn't have to. But if you anybody else who is named as a beneficiary, then. You have to give them a copy. It used to be that only charities, uh, if you're an elder, elder law attorney like me, Mm -hmm. uh, you might remember that you only had to give notes to charities. But nowadays, for last like almost 15 years or so, you have to give notice to all the, in fact, we usually either have the notices, um, we send it either by certified mail, or you get a waiver, and we file those waivers with the court, so it's a matter of public record. Uh, you know, when you have a will, everything's a matter of public record, so that's why a lot of times people want to have trust, but mm-hmm. that wasn't the, the topic of the session. You know, if you have a will, you have to go by the laws of the state, Sure. Uh, and so sometimes people want to avoid probate, and trust are an often uh, an example of something that avoids probate that gives more planning opportunities.
1: These were eight myths today. There are a lot more. We just don't have enough time. But you have time. Time to sign up for the next workshop, to ask more questions about wills, or other state planning issues, elder law matters, you name it. That is on Thursday, August 18th at 10 a.m. Dial 214-720-0102. We're going to DallasElderLawyer.com. DallasElderLawyer.com. Our Dallas Elder Lawyer, Michael Cohen. I thank you very much, sir. Thank you, Don. The record's-